0: Hey hey hey, welcome everyone to my very first episode of Fate Inspirations. I think I'm saying that right. Well, it's meant to be fate and inspiration. So, for short, Fate Inspirations by BB. And this is our very first episode and our very first season and I'm super excited. And my name is BB. Everyone calls me BB. And I'm a Nigerian faith and lifestyle blogger based in Toronto, Canada. So welcome to my podcast. It's my first time. So I'm a bit rough on the edges. (laughs) Forgive me for that. So today we're going to be talking about New Year resolutions. Oh God, I remember when I was so much younger, I always give myself like New Year resolutions. Like, you know what, this year I'm going to do XYZ that yeah i'm gonna do this and like i try maybe like january i really put in my effort and by february i'm like (laughs) i'm like flopping big time i actually remember sometimes each time we go to church um for 31st night which is kind of like a crossover night new year's eve um because as a christian family we always go to church to like pray and worship god and do all that good stuff as we enter the new year i always held a book from school i think it was like my math textbook or like something some kind of book from school and like once once the time strikes like it's midnight i like open the book and i'm like studying because to me my young mind that was my resolution for the year to be more studious to be a more serious student in school and I mean, there was that saying that whatever you caught doing on the first day is what you're going to be doing for the rest of the year. And I really wanted to be serious because God knows I suck at math. I still suck at math till date and I'm like a 25 year old. It's, it's not my calling and I'm, and I'm okay with that. So yeah, new year resolutions, they're like, they're pretty cool, right? So today's topic is a guide to new year resolutions. And I'm just going to be talking about a few tips to make your new year very very good i know for some of us new year resolutions are kind of a cake because you've tried it you've been there done that you've done it so many times and you know that you've not been able to keep at it consistently for a very long time so i'm just going to give some few tips or some ideas of the things that should really be on your radar as like new year resolutions this year, 2020. I'm super excited and I'm really glad that you're still listening. Yay. So yeah, let's jump right in. You're very much welcome. Um, I would like to start by saying happy new year to every listener out there. It's been an amazing 2019. And my prayer for you is that your 2020 is way more better than you can ever imagine i pray that all your desires come to pass i pray that all your expectations begin to manifest i pray that you see god for who he is this year and the knowledge of christ eats you like never before i pray that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened and most importantly i pray that you have joy and peace and love and good health and money this 2020 amen so first things first about year resolutions i think something we have to keep at the back of our mind is like being very thankful um the book of first thessalonians 5 verse 18 says give thanks in all circumstances for this is god's will for you in christ jesus Starting the new year, we're also excited. We have all these goals and all these plans that we really want to achieve, and we put our mind, our effort to achieving these plans. But I also want us to be very intentional about giving thanks and being grateful. I mean, I put out a tweet the other day saying that my twenty eighteen was good. It was a good year. Aside from the fact that I got married, I relocated to Canada. Um, my year was good in the sense that I don't use the situations and the things that happened to me all year long to judge if my year was good i use the cross the sacrifice of jesus as a yardstick for a good year the tomb is still empty and it's going to be empty forever and that's what i base the definition of me having a good year on so yeah i'm just very thankful and i would also advise everyone to be thankful because first of all you went through 2019 no matter what happened maybe god forbid you were sick you were broke and this is about to be a very annoying statement (laughs) that i would make to you right now but did you die did you die though did you die no you didn't you're right here listening to my podcast and that alone is something for us to be super thankful about. Just remember everything God did for you 2019 and just stay in that space of being super thankful and grateful for his mercies, his love, his compassion, his provision. And after being thankful, the next thing is to actually start planning Number one, 2020, I know some people will argue and say 2020 is not the beginning of a new decade. Actually, it's the end of a decade. But I would say to me, I'm not waiting to 2021 to say that's the beginning of my decade. I'm saying 2020 is the beginning of my Own decade, and I don't know if that applies to you, but yeah, this is the beginning of a new decade. For so many of us, we're young, we're at that stage, we're graduates, we're actually building our careers. Some of us are getting married, some are new moms, new dads, some of us are looking to buy new property. We're building, we're at that intentional building stage. We're not fully, fully adulted, but like we're building, we're building our lives, we're building our careers, we're building our ministries, and it's imperative for us to make valid plans and set goals. So, this new year, I would really charge you to be very reflective of what exactly do you want from life and be practical, set realistic goals. Also, if you don't yet know what your purpose is here on earth, I think it's a good time to actually just sit down and talk to God and ask him, God, why did you create me? What do you want me to accomplish on this earth? I'm listening to you. Tell me what you want from me in a good way so that way you're very much more intentional in ministry because i guess ministry is like the use of the gifts god has given to us to fulfill the purpose he has given to us as well so yeah that's a good place to start new year resolutions are not a cake they're not outdated and I know sometimes maybe you made plans just like I did. I mean, I had a friend one time. She actually went and signed up for a very expensive gym membership. I think she was paying $150 a month for that gym membership. And I was like, girl, you're crazy. Why are you paying so much money for a gym membership? Like, what are you trying to achieve? And she was like, baby, if I see the amount of money that's leaving my um account every month towards a gym membership, that's a very like that's something that would encourage me to go to the gym so I don't waste this money and pain and I'm like huh that's interesting I mean we all know what our motivations are right so newsflash she didn't she wasn't as consistent as she has hoped because I mean things happen life happens right that's just that's just how it goes that's just how things are but I know sometimes we make sorry to sidetrack back to the point we make plans, we set goals and be like, okay, this year I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And like maybe February or some of us are still good. We stay up until March and we kind of fall on the wayside and we stop doing these things we said we want to do. I don't want that to be like a something to discourage you because you haven't gone very... Pa- like very far with your new year resolutions on the past i don't want it to discourage you. i don't want it to make you feel like why should i make another new year resolutions i'm going to fail at it anyways no that's not the mindset you have the mind of christ you renew your mind in the word of god i also want you to like renew your mind when it comes to this thing called new year resolutions if you plan it you can achieve it trust me on this Just don't, don't, don't just let 2020 be a year like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to try it out. Ki sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. No, it's, it's, we shouldn't, we shouldn't let our lives be in a state of any illness. So if you haven't written down your goals for this year and you're listening to this I want you to pick a pen and a paper or maybe just open the notes on your phone and write it out what exactly do you want and you can dream be you can dream big like even if you don't achieve it this year the fact that you've written it down you've written it down it has helped you can run with it I think I don't know if it was in the book of Cook that says write the vision on the wall something something so you can run with it I'm I, I don't quite remember right now but the fact that you've written it Down. That's the first step. So I remember in 20 last year, one of my goals were actually towards the end of 2017. 2018 oh god i'm losing track of time towards the end of 2018 i actually wrote down like a list of my goals and all i knew i was preparing to move to a new country so a lot of it was like relocate to a new country get a good job in the industry you want um settle down do this do that that was part of my goals and i mean i wasn't able one of it was to travel to dubai for a vacation and i wasn't able to achieve it which is okay and like i call those carryover goals now i've moved it to this year even though i wasn't able to achieve that last year it's not on my list for this year who knows maybe i'll go back and like review i'm like you know what i don't really want to go to dubai i want to go to mexico i want to go somewhere else so yeah just write it down write it down don't be hard on yourself because you're not able to carry through this new year resolution stuff that you've written in the past and doesn't mean it will happen They say even though it happens and so what just write it down that's a very good step so i'm going to be going through five new year resolutions for you new hashtag new year new me and the first thing is that it's okay for you to say it's a new year and it's a new you i know i know it's a cliche i'm even rolling my eyes at the idea of this in general but New Year, New Year really gives you an opportunity to draw strength and grace for a new day. I love a new day. I love a new week. It has like this energy and like excitement. It keeps you pumped like, oh, this is a very new year. So like harness that excitement, that energy you have and actually use it to do something Great, even if it means like okay, this year I'm a new person, I'm going to do XYZ better than I've been doing. And always don't forget this scripture that says, If any, I think that's second Corinthians 5 21. If any might be in Christ, is a new creation, all things have passed away, and all things have become new. So, if there's some habit you had in the past year and you're trying to kick it off, and it's been hard this is a good opportunity, this is a good start for you, so it could be be lying, it could be masturbation, addiction to pornography, fornication, lying, fraud, (sighs) could be anything, overeating, obsession, whatever it is, this is a new year, you have a chance to start new, more so you have an advantage the holy spirit the adventure i'm speaking to you you, you're listening right now and you're a believer you believe in jesus you have the holy spirit to actually help you so you can call up call on him and be like you know what this is a new year this is a new me i need your help you've said in your word that if any man be in christ is a new creation all things have passed away and all things have become new i need you to help me the new version the new man in christ i want to get rid of all these things all these behaviors that do not align with my identity or my stand with jesus so that's totally okay i want you to know that it's okay to say this is a new year this is a new me no shame it's cliche but yeah and so what sometimes we're cliche in life and it's no big deal whatsoever Number two resolution I'm going to be talking about for the new year is to bond bridges. I know, I know, we always talk about it. New year, I'm going to cut people off, cut, 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 and yeah. So, it's completely okay to cut off things, to cut off activities, things that deprive you of joy, peace of mind, sanity, things that make your relationship with God, your walk with God a bit tougher, it's okay to cut it away but be mature about it let them know like okay i'm currently growing in my relationship with god and like this blah 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 i do not hate you i'm not judging you or whatever but like this is my decision and i'll love you to respect it i continue to respect you as a person i love you as a person but this is where i'm going right now and your my relationship with you has not been very edifying you don't know maybe that will actually encourage the person to be like, oh wow oh this person really means a lot to me and like i've been i've been i've been a stubbly block in their relationship with god and maybe they will even change their ways you don't know that so yeah basically just to add add as well cuz i actually blogged about this last year in january for those of you that don't know my blog my blog is www.bblamore04.com the link is somewhere on this podcast i believe i'm um, actually blogged about like the new year is also in 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 addition to like cutting cutting people off the new year is also an opportunity to mend those broken relationships you know those ones i'm talking about the person that did something so hurtful to you so many years ago and you're like i don't think i can absolutely forgive this person the new year is a fresh beginning it's a fresh start you can actually reach out to them and be like you know what this happened i forgive you i forgive you and i love you you're empowered and Christ to forgive people. The Bible says, while we're yet sinners, Christ died for our sins. When we're sinners, when, we're when we when we're enemies of God, He died for us. He put his life on the line for us. And He forgave all our iniquities, our past, our present, our future sins. He took it all away on the cross. I'm talking to you right now. You can reach inside of you somewhere and pull out that strength to reach out to someone that you hurt or they hurt you and just reconcile. It's a new year, it's a fresh beginning. You can have a fresh start. You deserve to have a fresh start. So, I just wanted to put this out there like, you can do this. Don't hold on to unforgiveness for too long, don't hold on to bitterness for too long. It actually makes you worse than you are and also there there's some relationships that just like expired for some reason it's okay you can forgive them but it doesn't mean they have to come back into your life if they affect your peace too much you can forgive them and be like i forgive you maybe in this case you don't have to reach out to them i forgive you well, it's not necessary for us to be back in each other's lives i'm just being out there because i know there's some cases i've also been there before where i've had to forgive someone genuinely not like i hear their name and like that my skin crawled. i forgive them genuinely but i knew that i couldn't be friends with this person anymore so yeah i just also wanted to put that out there um now we're in number three be diligent oh my god like i don't like it when i see christians Be doing substandard things. Like, do you know who you are? You have the gift of the Holy Spirit, the gift that exudes excellence like when you enter a room let everyone be like okay yeah a christian is in and you're going to do this task to a certain level of excellence like the holy spirit that we have in us is not just for us to be able to like commune with god he has so many gifts it gives us a spirit of excellence and diligence like we can't we can't just be any hours christians it's not acceptable it's we cannot be bare minimum Mm-mm. no The Holy Spirit does not function in the ministry of bare minimumness. Absolutely not. So my charge to you this year is actually to be very diligent in your work. Proverbs 22 verse 29 says, Do you see a man diligent in his work? It will stand before kings and not mere men. Year 2020 is the year we're standing before kings and not mere men. Year 2020 is the year that companies, nations, companies of nations are coming to us to ask for our opinions, ask for our thoughts, ask for our impute. This is our year. Ask God to help you to be diligent. No, any, no more any anyowness. No, ordi- no more being ordinary. You're extraordinary because you're in Christ. Tap into that tap into that, be intentional, go back to school if you need to get an extra certification or degree, log on to Coursera, up yourself, equip yourself for the work, do you understand? Excellence, nothing short of excellence, be proactive, like we're not ordinary people and I want us to stop treating ourselves like we're ordinary people, we're not, we're special, we're God's own people, And we're equipped to be diligent and excellent in our secular jobs, in our ministry. Like, I know some of them are like, oh, it's God's work, so yeah, I don't have to give him my all. They're not paying me. No. Yeah, no, we don't do that. Whatever you find your ends doing, you give it your all, your 100%, your 120%, because you're in Christ and Christ is in you and you exude Christ's kind of excellence. Do you understand i just i just wanted to put that out there because i i'm tired we can't be any oh, can't be any oh, you have the spirit of god you have the spirit of excellence so yeah so now i'm going to be moving to the i believe the fourth thing 2020 is a year to grow in the spirit it is the year to grow in the spirit we can not be where we were when we've newly gave our lives to christ that scripture says when you were a babe, you act like a babe. But now that you're grown up, you're ready to eat big meat. Tough meat. So this year, it's time to be filled, continuously filled with the spirit. Just kind of like if someone, like if you know someone that's an alcoholic, you can get drunk on the alcohol you drank two days ago. Alcoholics, they drink and drink. They keep topping up. They keep topping up to maintain that level of drunkenness. And that's the way we should be as believers. Keep getting fueled with the spirit. Keep drinking, keep fellowshipping, keep drinking the spirit. Sorry, it's a metaphor when I say drinking. I don't mean we should drink alcohol. But keep keep fellowshipping with him. Keep getting full and full and full and full and full. Pray in tongues. Release your tongue language in the morning, in the afternoon, at night. Pray in tongues. We're going to grow spiritually this year. That's the aim. That's the aim. We're going to grow spiritually this year. Study the word of God, pray, meditate, communicate with the Holy Spirit. Nowhere is out of bounds. Talk to him everywhere. We have to grow in the spirit this year. And you know the good part of it is that? I know sometimes you'll be like, oh, but I'm struggling. I find it difficult to please God. It is God himself that gives us the power to do his will. Just submit to him. Tell the Holy Spirit, I need you. I can't do this on my own. I cannot do this on my own. Ask him to help you. And he would help you. He absolutely will. And lastly, I'm going to be talking about trust God. One of the... First scriptures I learned as a little girl was Proverbs chapter three verse five and six, and it says, "Trust in the Lord always with all your heart, and lean not unto your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledging and He shall direct your path." As much as we stay with New Year resolutions and makes make plans for this year and this decade, we got to trust God completely. When you say, "Lean not on your own understanding." when you say you're leaning completely on god like there's no assist there's no backup plan there's no back plan b anywhere you're leaning consistently on god trust on god trust in god every time you make a decision trust him in every challenge every trial every situation trust him it would always come for you always 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 just trust him don't have any plan b trust in him depend on him he's yours and your ease So yeah, just know this, this were just a few points I have to share with us today. And I just really hope we have a very, like, we take this very seriously. We take this very, very seriously. God is so intentional about you. He loves you so, so much, no matter what you've done or what you do. He loves you. He loves you more than you can ever love him. So yeah, this brings us to the end of our podcast today. I'm so glad you joined me in this very first episode. It means the world to me. Um, You can also visit my blog, www.biblamore04. I release new content every Thursday at 7 p.m. West African time. And um, a new podcast comes on this channel every Monday at 7 p.m. West African time. Um, Thank you so much. And my prayer for you this year is that you will conquer new territories effortlessly in the name of Jesus. You shall not stress. You shall not toil. You shall not struggle. Everything you lay your hands on will be successful. It is well with you. It is well with your spouse. It is well with your family. It is well with your career. It is well with your business. It is well with everything that concerns you. You're going out. You're coming in. it's blessed. Your step is divinely ordered by God. I love you so much. Until very next time, I'll see you. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so that way you get a notification when I um, post something new. I love you so much. And God loves you so, so, so much. You can connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at bblamore04. I love to connect with people on my social media platforms. And I'm so glad you, were, you listened to the end. Like, oh, kudos. Clap for yourself. Woo! like i said don't be a stranger just always come and check up on me i have new content every week i love you bye hey 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 welcome everybody it's officially my second Episode welcome 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 if this is your first time welcome. This is Fate Inspirations by BB, and by the sound of the word, it's a combination of fate and inspiration. Because I mean our fate ought to be a source of inspiration for our life and day-to-day living and All that good stuff. So thank you so much for the love I got on my first episode. It was mind-blowing. Oh my goodness. Like you guys, you guys mean the world to me. And especially because I'm still really new in this blog, but a podcast world. It's been really, really encouraging. So thank you so much. My name is Bibi and everyone calls me Bibi. And I'm a Toronto-based blogger and now i'm a podcaster is that the word is that what they say podcaster i guess i'm gonna have to look this up <laughs> i'm a off based blogger and podcaster um all my content is very much focused on christ our identity in christ the love of god for humanity and all that good stuff so Stick with me, stay with me. Thank you so much for being here. I love and I appreciate you. And I'm going to get right into it so I don't waste your time. So today I'm going to be talking about contentment, true contentment, like being content. And when I hear the word content, the first thing that comes to mind is satisfied. Like, are you truly satisfied with life? It's a new year and I think this is, it's a very timely, it's a good time this topic is very timely because many of us are starting the new year and we're seeing things around us maybe our friends are already making big moves and you're like wait what this is just like second weeks in second week in january how come they're making such big moves already and you're just there thinking about your life like oh i haven't really done much and you're just like oh my god relax there's no pressure no pressure repeat out after me no pressure whatsoever Just relax, calm down. Everything is going fine. Everything is going really, really well. So I'm going to tell you a quick story. Um, For some of you, you know I got married last year. I got married in November. And myself and my husband's vision was just to have like a simple wedding. Just a calm, simple wedding. Everyone have a good time. Nothing extravagant. Just like simple because I mean we're young, we have goals, we have plans, we have many things we want to use money for and not to blow it all off on a wedding and so the idea was just to have it simple but then that was the goal and I'm not very, I'm not a very finicky person, I'm not very specific, I'm more like a go with the flow kind of girl, like I've never, even been as a little girl, I never dreamt of or imagined like oh my wedding is gonna be this, I'm gonna release 2,000 butterflies Blah. But like I never really had that, I didn't even have a idea on what i wanted my dress to look like i was just like okay we're going with the flow which can be a good thing or a bad thing depending on who you are so yeah our wedding we did everything it was so nice to me or i don't know if i should be honest i mean there were some things i wish could have been better but it was good it was a great day it was glorious there was no issues everything went smoothly to the glory of god and Fast forward to after the wedding. I'm having a beautiful marriage with a man that is crazy about me. And like life is good. Life is really good. But then I found myself one day comparing myself. Or rather comparing my wedding to like other people's wedding. And this sense of sadness crept in. Gently just crept in out of nowhere. Like it was kind of shocking. Because I would generally happy and like bubbly person my life is good i'm not sad and anything like god has been gracious to me but then this sadness just crept in from nowhere and i was like what the heck Why are you sad? Your wedding has happened. You've done it. It's in the past. By God's grace, it's going to be only one wedding you do in your lifetime. So why am I here sitting now comparing my wedding with like other people's wedding? And these other people, they're not even people that they're they're not my mate. These are people that like making big money. They're not me or my husband's mate. Like they're balling. They're really rich people. Like. So then I sat down, was like comparing, I would look at the decor, like, oh my god, look at the decor, it's so gorgeous, bada bada. Look at this, look at that, la la la. And I'm like, uh-uh. So I actually I would say messed up because one time I sent a picture of like a wedding decor to my husband, and my caption was, This money we would make it. <laughs> and then my husband responded, babe, is it decoration that's making you say this money will make it like it was laughing and like that kind of draw me but I drew me back and I was like what the heck like why have I been comparing my wedding which I think was amazing to other people's wedding like why am I allowing discontentment into my life why am I encouraging dissatisfaction why am I looking at something in the past something that has happened which was great which i have like great testimonies for how god showed up for us even like in the last minute how god just super like everything for our wedding was like supernaturally provided by god like if you had asked me when we started planning like how are we going to pull this out i'll be like boy i don't know let's just let's just not do a wedding party let's just get married and like everyone go their separate ways but like god really really showed up and it was a testimony and i and i flashed back to like our wedding night i was talking to my husband we we're having this conversation about how god like took care of everything like beyond our wildest dreams he made everything work out and i was just like how can i go from that to a few weeks down the line being this this content sport brat. I was even joking. I was like, I bet God is looking at me. Like, see this girl. Like, after everything I did for you, you you're sitting down here and you're like complaining and saying, oh, somebody's wedding. Look at their wedding. Look at mine. blah blah blah, Look at my dress. Look at Like, I wish sure God would just be like, oh my God, this girl. I love you, unconditionally. But you're for You're being a sport brat right now so the comment my husband made about is it because of decor you're seeing this money we must make it are you serious that kind of kind of like it was kind of like a wake-up call like bees, really after everything god has done you're here sitting down trying to compare you've even forgotten the happy dances you did the prayers of thanksgiving you did how you and your husband just sat down and like discussed and just really thanked god and prayed and thanked him for everything that he did for your wedding all for you to be a sport brat three weeks later comparing your wedding to other people's wedding. Which made me think about how discontent content can just like casually creep into our lives. Sometimes we don't plan it. Like God knows I didn't plan to start comparing my wedding to other people's wedding on social media. Strangers for that matter. People I didn't know. Like I didn't plan it. When I was doing my budget review and everything seeing that everything was paid off weren't owing anything like everything was good like i wouldn't if while i was doing that i'm like i was happy that we're not owing any money we paid everything we're not in debt or anything of that sort like if The thought could have crossed my mind, like, okay, Bibs, in three weeks, you're going to start being discontent. I would have rebuked it in the name of Jesus. I would have said, I rebuke you, Satan. I rebuke you. But I didn't plan it. So which makes me say that discontent creeps in when we're not paying attention. It can be anything. It can be, oh, I want a phone. I want a new phone. I want a new phone. You get the new phone. It's the best thing that ever happened to you. But then you see your neighbor got a new, f- another new phone and you're like, oh, I hate my phone. I want that phone. envy These things creep in so, so... Sortly, like you won't even know until they're there. So, I just want us to be very conscious of it and I like count your blessings. God has been so good to you. You're here, you're listening to my podcast today. I'm very sure if I, if I tell you pause and count five things off the top of your head that God has been so good to you, you're going to have five things, if not more than five things, to thank God about. So, the book of 1 Timothy 6 6 says, but godliness without con- with contentment is great gain. And that's something we have to learn as believers. We're godly. We're godly people. We have good morals. In a room full of different people, they probably point you out and say, Oh, look at look at her. She's, she, she lives a, a god-life kind of life. But we have to be content. The new life version of that scripture, First Timothy six six says, "A God life, a God like life, gives us much when we are happy for what we have. You have to be very happy for what we have. Your life has so much more meaning when you are happy and you are thankful for what you have. So contentment is the key for twenty twenty. There's no rush. There's no. The, we're not in a competition. Nobody's in a competition." Like, I always joke with my friends, like, there's never been an award that says best wedding ever. We're not in a competition. We're not in a competition. I'll keep saying this over and over again. We're not in a competition. There's no pressure. I tell myself, funny enough, I tell myself every morning, baby, there's no pressure. You're not in a hurry. You're working exactly in God's pace for your life. Happiness and being contentment is key. It's a very major key to getting by in life. Things will get better. It will absolutely get better. And this is not me saying that you shouldn't desire greater things for yourself. If you want the biggest wedding that's going to be featured on all the biggest wedding blog Go for it. I'm not saying we shouldn't desire great things. If you want the newest iPhone and you can afford it, go for it. This is not me saying we shouldn't want good things. But this is me saying we should be content with what we have, where we are at right now. God is the one taking charge of everything. Is the one in charge of your life. Is the sole pilot for your life. So even though you're asking God, God elevate me, God improve me, God take me higher, God provide for me, God do this, God do that, check your heart. What's the source of your prayers? Are you praying for God to genuinely do that so you can be a blessing to people around you? Or are you doing it so that you can, like we say in my culture, you can pepper them? Are you doing it so that you can... You're trying to compete with someone. You're trying to pepper them. Or you're trying to feel like, oh, you're up with the Joneses. Like, oh, I also have this latest device. Oh, my birthday party was the talk of town. Oh, I have the latest blah, blah, blah. Is that why? Is that your reason for asking God to elevate you and provide more for you? So our motives do matter. It matters a lot, a lot, a lot. And I know one major reason why we sometimes feel... Like, we're not content. It's because society just throws so much at us. Oh, my God. You open up your Instagram, you see a girl taking a picture in a Maserati with the latest iPhone. She has a Gucci bag. And you're like, God, I don't even have a car. Look at the Samsung I'm using. What is Gucci? I've never even owned anything designer in my life then you start to put this pressure on yourself like oh i have to meet up i have to I have to look this certain I have to be of this certain standard i have to possess it all i have to like you start putting mounting unnecessary pressure on yourself and the other day i was saying like it's as if everyone on twitter like we're all rich because i don't understand like i see some tweets and i'm like how is this person this wealthy? is it just audio world like are we just like social media wealthy, or are we truly wealthy? because if you keep going through what people are posting and you're using that as a yardstick for your life for where you should be for the pace you should be running you're going to run into a wall you're going to lead to destruction it's going to lead you to destruction i mean healthy competition here and there it's okay it's totally fine it's totally fine but then you got to watch out watch out why am i even competing but guys are people that rich? like are people that rich? On social media, cause it it makes me ask sometimes like, wow, someone just said, oh, um, this certain amount of money is chicken change, like it's it's nothing, it's it's nothing, and I'm like, wow, this is like my paycheck, like, <laughs> and I'm like, am I poor? Am I poor? No, I'm not poor, cause I'm rich in Christ. All the wealth of the world belongs to me in Christ. So yeah, trust me, we all go through it. We all see these things and like it, it shakes us in like, wow. Am I really poor or is this person really rich? But then we have to remember that our journey is different from every other person's journey. And when we start looking at all those things to be a yardstick for our life, we start moving away from God's will and God's plan for us. God's plan is to prosper us. That's his plan. To prosper us in this land we're living. And there's no pressure, there's no rush. There's a pace he has set in front of you. There's some things you ask for that, if you get it, it's just going to lead to your destruction. So sometimes it takes you through journey to mature you, to mature you, to grow you, to make you understand that you keep asking for this thing, but you're not ready for it. I remember one of my, one of my pastors was telling me a story about a guy. No, actually, let me take it back a little bit. I remember when I started coming to this church. Like I'm currently part of my pastor did make a comment one day and he said sister bb I hope this your fire for god continues even after you get married and get everything you want from god and it kind of took me aback I was like what's he talking about that my fire for god continues like I was a bit confused I was actually a bit hurt like why would he say that but then I heard a story of this guy that was always seeking god diligently always in church, always doing the right thing always eager always volunteering always doing everything for god it was like wow this guy is really on fire for god it was a mini star in the church like god was just working through him mightily then he got a big job like I'm talking a very very big job where it was making a lot of money and like it was just rich paying the fat tight and everything and since then it started pulling away it wouldn't come to church even when it comes to church you wear shorts and sneakers sit at the back act like it's better than everyone else and one time his pastor came and spoke to him like, brother, what's going on? I know you've gotten rich and God has answered your prayers. He has elevated you and all, but this thing that you're doing is not okay. Remember, it's God that gave you this world. And his response to the pastor was, if God is not happy with how I'm living my life, he wouldn't give me this world. So basically he said the wealth is the, I guess for lack of better word, his wealth is the approval seal. From God on his life. Which kind of broke my heart. Because is that what we really do? Do we really seek God just to get things from him? Like I always say. Our relationship with God. Has to be a real relationship. Just kind of like a relationship you have with a lover. You want to talk to them. You want to spend time with them. You want to cherish them. You want to buy them stuff. You want to do everything with them. Because you love them. And they mean the world to you. And that's our relationship with God. Should really be like. I always say God is not an ATM machine that, excuse me, that when you do need something, you walk up to him, you type in your pin code. And in this case, your pin code will be prayer or fasting. You type it in and He brings out, it's not, it's not. God is not an oracle that you have to do X, Y, Z to get him to do something for you. And it really hurts me and it pains me when I see people treating their relationship with God like that so anyway sorry to (laughs) to stray a little bit off topic so yeah there's no pressure just relax relax live in peace live in peace settle in god's own peace just settle in his peace relax relax i say it again relax god wants us to be in rest all this running around and all these things, it, it will not satisfy, only God's only, I'll actually change that, only Jesus can satisfy, that thirst, that hunger, sometimes we think it's more money, when I have more money then, I'll be okay, but no, you keep making money, and keep making money, and there'll still be this longing, and this thirst in your soul, that only Jesus can satisfy, sometimes, or rather, most of the time, This pressure that we're putting on ourselves, this pressure we put on ourselves, they sometimes come from like unhealthy standards and desires that we set up for ourselves sometimes, or set up our friends, or our families, or social media, or anything. And we have to realize that it's okay to say no. No, thank you. I am not pressured i'm okay with where i am right now i know god is taking me to a greater place and i'm fine i'm okay with the journey this journey is beautiful i'm learning a lot in this journey and i'm okay with it because we know of people that are out of life pressures they they stray they stray from god's plan for their life they stray from god's will from their life if there's a race set in front of them because they're trying to get somewhere faster, they take a shortcut, and God forbid, I'm not praying for our lives to be cut short or anything. But let's just let's relax, let's relax, just keep praying, keep fellowshipping with God. Remember, Second Corinthians 1:20 says, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so, through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. In summary, all God's promises in Christ are yes and amen. If he has promised to prosper you, it will prosper you. Stay with the scriptures, with the word of God, because that's the only place that will give you an assurance of God's promises in Christ. Meditate. Stay with your relationship with him. Keep talking. Keep spending time with him that's just it that's just it so I'm just going to end up with like a few practical tips because I think we have 5 minutes to go and I would say when you feel pressured it's okay to take a break, relax, breathe in (sighs) take a possible break from whatever is pressuring you if it's social media that is making you feel like oh my life is not where it's meant to be right now just stop it delete your page for a few weeks till you get yourself back the weeks that you delete your page i know it can be boring but yeah that's a good time to go deeper into the word and into prayers seek god pray lay everything at his feet you live by faith the just by shall live by faith you live by faith stay in christ he loves you he wants the best for you and even in your faith walk as well in your relationship with god Sometimes we feel pressure, like, oh my God, I'm not praying as much as I used to. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that and everything like that. Sometimes we feel pressure. But then Philippians 2, 12 to 13 says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And this is the most important part, verse 13. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do His good pleasure. So it's even God that is making you do what pleases Him. So there's no pressure anywhere. You're walking supernatural overflow. There's no pressure anywhere. No pressure on the east. No pressure on the right, west. No pressure in the north. No pressure in the south. So yeah, I want you to repeat after me. I'm going to mention my name. You can mention your name, BB. You're not pressured. Stop some salting. You're moving in God's space. Don't try to fix things yourself or orchestrate what God has told you. There is zero pressure on you. There is no pressure. Amen. Amen. So yeah, thank you so much for listening to the very end. I'm so glad you made it this long. I don't know if my voice put you to sleep or not. I apologize in advance. But yeah, I really pray that this week you shall be successful. I pray that everything you lay your hands on I pray that you're divinely protected. I pray that all your expectations become manifestations. I pray that you see the glory of God this week like never before. I pray that men and women are caused to favor you whether they like it or not. Because you exude the fragrance of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore men and women are favoring you. You're drawn to you. Nations are coming to you in the name of Jesus. It is well with you. You walk in divine health and vitality i pray that all your desires come to pass i pray that the word that you've urged today encourages you uplifts you edifies you to live a good life to have a wonderful week thank you jesus for answered prayers for in jesus name i will pray amen all right this is me long enough i'll see you next week same time please share my my podcast too your friends come on show some love yeah all right now bye guys love you